Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new week of The Ralph Report. It is a Monday. I know. I feel the same way. Theme song for Monday. But what are you going to do? Nothing we can do about it, so we might as well make the best of it. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a good one for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because even though it's a Monday, we're still going to have some fun. We're going to have, uh, well, the usual nonsense, all the entertainment news. We'll take a look at the weekend's top box office hits. Also, this is very exciting. Eddie Pence could be playing for someone in the Garmy to win some fabulous cash and prizes at the Garmy Game Show. Cash not included. So, a uh, lot to look forward to Very today. Exciting. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to the show. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us today. Before we get any further, I just want to mention really quickly, and then we'll move on. You know, I do my best to not make this show uh, polarizing or political in any way, but it has been a brutal weekend here in the United States with these two shootings that we've been dealing with. And I know we have lots of Garmy members there in Texas, near El Paso, and also in Ohio as well, near Dayton. And so for those of you in those communities who have been affected by this horrible, horrible carnage, I just wanted to let you know that our thoughts are with you naturally. And it's it's a it's a goddamn nightmare what's happening in this country with these shootings and again not to to politicize in any way but there's something very wrong in this country there's so much hatred and there's so much uh mental illness and regardless of whatever your political stance may be i think we can all say that something has to be done we have to try going about things a different way than we have been doing. We can no longer continue on the same path with the same results and just offer thoughts and prayers. It's no longer an acceptable response to what's happening in this country. Yeah, it's brutal. There's an enormous amount of anger and hatred on both sides of the political aisle, and I get that, but we need to tone down the rhetoric, and that goes to the average person on Twitter all the way up to the president of the United States. We have to stop demonizing people. We have to stop stoking the fires of rage and anger. And in some way, if if this country is to survive, we have to find some way to come together and start protecting our own citizens. We are one, regardless of how you feel about the people in office on any given four-year chunk of our history, you need to recognize that we are all Americans, and uh, to to have Americans plowing down other Americans with these bullets is just uh, devastating to me. I've been so depressed all weekend because of what's been going on. So again, not to make it a political thing and not to push any sort of agenda, it's just we need to take different action in hopes of changing these outcomes because 
I don't know, I saw a stat the other day, something like 219 shootings in the past two years or something like I that. I think it's this year. In, two, this year. in 2019, there's been more shootings than days in 2019. <sighs> Come on. It's, it's, it's absurd. It's because uh, it doesn't happen anywhere else, and that's weird. Yeah, that and, no other country has this problem. And, and look again, and I've, I've mentioned this. I'm a gun owner. I get it. I see why people are attached to their guns and why they fear, whether those fears are based in fact and reality or not, that somehow, some way, their rights are going to be taken away from them. It's it's a it's a conversation that's much more complex than that. And these semi. Uh, automatics and these uh, these uh, assault type weapons that are used in these shootings are just mass killing machines that's their purpose and we need to recognize that that plays a role in what's happening other countries have violent video games other countries have mental illness other countries have lone wolf actors of violence and rage and they don't have the same problem with death that we have in this country lives and families being torn apart by these incidents and i really think any sane person needs to recognize that whatever it is we're doing now, whatever course we're currently on is not going to work and things have to change. And I think in a radical way in order to really change the, the results of what's happening out there. So let's that be that. And uh, that's all we'll say on it. But again, most importantly to the folks there uh, in El Paso near the border and also in uh, that area of Ohio affected by this violence, please know that our thoughts are with you and we're we're hoping that your communities can come together and heal. But uh, I hope more importantly that we stop just going on business as usual and just getting numb to these atrocities and, and these acts where we just turn a blind eye and say, well, well, and we shrug and, and people offer thoughts and prayers, which are just useless in the, in the face of this actual devastation that this country is having to deal with. And I hope we start doing more than just offering our thoughts and prayers. That being said, let's move on to uh, happier things like you, the Garmy winning stuff, right? <laughs> right. That's, exactly. that's what we're here for to, but... to, to be stupid and silly and hopefully give you an, an hour's respite away from whatever the problems of the world or the country or your own personal life may be. That's what we're here for. And that's why we make Eddie Pence jump through hoops for you. <laughs> why not? It's very that's entertaining. Why, that's why I exist. So uh, it's time <laughs> to kick things off here on the Ralph Report for a Monday with the Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. You know how it works. We have Eddie Pence play for a member of the Garmy. <laughs> if Eddie Pence gets more right than he does wrong. I just have to get half of them right. Well, we're going to change the rules a little bit today. Oh, we're making them? Yeah, okay. I'll tell you exactly how we're going to okay. go. Because okay. we've got more possible answers than usual oh. in this game. So uh, it's not a trivia thing. Uh, well, I'll explain it in a minute. But if Eddie gets more right than he does wrong, then okay. one of you members of the Garmy will win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. Uh, let's find out who we're playing for today, Eddie uh, Pence. Who, today, uh, who are you playing for in today's Garmy game show? We're playing for James Big Daddy Jimmy V. Vertovic. Big Daddy Jimmy V, longtime friend of the show, longtime Hollywood Babylon supporter as well. 
Uh, James is a good man. He and his wife are often there at the improv yes. to see our show, and uh, they're spectacular people. And I'm so glad you pulled his name solid out of the people, hopper. Solid people. I just hope that you don't. It was to- you don't let him down. <laughs> Just that's all I'm hoping. No pressure. Uh, no I just pressure. hope you don't let Jimmy down because he's been such a supporter. He's been such a good guy. Donated so much time and energy to all of our projects. You would think. I know. I owe try him extra hard. I owe him a win. Now keep in mind there is that loophole. If Eddie gets, if he just blanks, <laughs> if he doesn't get any correct answers, then <laughs> Jimmy's also yeah, a win. the Eddie rule goes into effect. Right, the Eddie rule. So uh, first of all, let's find out what Jimmy's playing for today, Ralph. Why? Thank you, Ralph. If Eddie Pets gets more questions right than wrong, then Big Daddy Jimmy V will win the Garmy Swag Pack, including a Garmy Shot Glass, Garmy Notepad, Garmy Air Freshener, and many more Garmy prizes. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you, Ralph. I appreciate that. <laughs> Here's today's game, boys and girls. It is August. We're in the dog days of summer. Yeah. Summer is quickly dwindling. It'll be gone before we it's know it. Labor Day before you know Just it. Just a couple of weeks. Crazy. Until it's all over. So a lot of people are trying to scramble to get their summer vacations in. We've been talking about summer vacations because I've been mentioning I'm going to try to take some time before the uh, the week is out, uh, the month is out rather, and try to get a couple of days away myself. So uh, it's a lot on a lot of people's mind is the summer vacation. So I thought this would be a fun game to play. And here's what we're going to do. I've got a list in my hot little hands here of the 20 most visited landmarks in the United States of America. Okay. 20 most popular vacation spots, things that people go to see, sightseeing locations gotcha. here in the United States Gotcha. that people spend their vacation time going to see here in the States. I've got 20. 20. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Eddie Pence 10 <laughs> shots at it. 10 shots at naming 20 of them. Popular landmarks sightseeing spots, tourist locations here in the United okay. States. He's got 10 chances. If he gets, let's say, seven. Seven. Right. He's got 10 chances to get seven out of 20. That seems more than fair. Right. If he can get seven correct answers out of the 20 right. with his 10 chances, <laughs> then Jimmy will be a big winner. Now, of course, okay. don't forget, the Eddie rule is in effect. If he can't come up with a single one in 10, I have to which get what one. are the odds? I think the Eddie rule is not going to happen. But should that happen, then uh, Jimmy will also be a winner. All right? You understand how the game is played? For every correct answer, we'll hear this. For every incorrect answer, we'll hear this. It's just that simple. Seven. So 20 possible answers. 20 possible I answers. Have you can get 10, 10 chances. 10 shots at to the get board. Seven. All you got to do is get seven. <laughs> that's that's less, much less than 50% of the list. Oh, yeah, much less. All right. I, I, I can do this. You'll get 10 chances. Uh, what I would like you to do is keep track of uh, how many chances you're taking. All right. Gotcha. So make a little hash I mark gotcha. for each one of your guesses. I'll keep track of the 20 that I've got here in my hot little hand. And if he can get seven, Jimmy, I hope you're listening, you will be the winner of some fabulous cash and prizes. Sorry in advance. Cash not included. All right. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. You Do it. take a stab, and I will let you know whether you are wrong or right. Here we go. These are the 20 most visited places in the United States on vacation. Grand Canyon. That is correct. Right. The Grand Canyon is absolutely on that list. Let me see where it falls. Um... That's got to be on here someplace. Got to right? be top ten, right? Um, bum, 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 bum. Grand Canyon is number five. Yeah. Number five. There we go. I would number imagine. five. All right. 
So that is one. We got <laughs> one. one there. All right. Six more to go. Six more to go. I'm going to got eight. You got nine more chances. I'm going to go Mount Rushmore. Let me see. I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. Are you serious? I'm sorry, Eddie. Mount Rushmore did not what? appear on the top 20 most visited landmarks in the United States. I'm That's sorry. That's ridiculous. America. That's ridiculous. Sorry, America. It's amazing. Wait till hear some of the other places that are on here. You're going to oh, be really upset. But uh, Mount Rushmore, sadly, not on the list. Oh, that's ridiculous. So uh, did you mark yourself down? I did. I marked guest? an X. Okay. Um, so far, you oh, got eight more chances oh, to get oh, six. Oh, <laughs> the odds are starting to dwindle <laughs> now. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, old Faithful. Old Faithful. Old Faithful. Like in Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I'm looking on the list. Yellowstone's yeah, I not sure even on the list. I don't miss it. I want to make sure I don't miss. Oh, that's a bunch of crap. Yellowstone National Park. Uh, according to this travel website, uh, I'm sorry, Eddie. How is that, that is not, not on, on the, the list. list? That is not on the list. Do people not go to national parks anymore? I'm telling you, I guess Americans, when they're going on vacation, don't make that a, uh, a destination. But. Uh, mm. Let's see. You've got uh, one so well, far. This is, this is a list written by communists. You've got, uh, what, now seven more chances. you got to mm. start making them count here, okay? Okay, uh, Disney World. Finally. How okay, about you? Jesus. Look at you. I, was try I, I thought America wanted to see our natural resources, our natural beauty. Disney World. Disney's Disney World. Magic Kingdom in Florida Fine. is sixth on the list. Fine. Out of 20, it is number six. That's unbelievable. All right. Would you like to go again? No. Well, you have to. Um, <laughs> uh, Statue of Liberty. <sighs> Who doesn't want to see these things? I'm telling you, these are not vacation destinations for people. Oh, God. They're not saying, hey, let's go to the Statue of Liberty. Why not? Because I guess that's just 20 minutes, maybe, of your day. This is unbelievable. I can't believe you said Disney World and then went... When you were in desperate need for a correct answer, you went from Disney World to the Statue of Liberty. Well, that was your that's next where guess. I, I want to see those That was things. your next guess. Well, try not to be you. Try to be the average American for a minute. Average American needs to get cultured. Would you like to try um, again? Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What else is <laughs> Well, I gave you a major hint by saying after you said Disney World. Disneyland. Hey, look well, at my you. God, it's the wow. same thing. Oh, oh, these people. Time out. These time people out. are so killing me. So you're saying me. Disney World in Orlando, no, they're Florida not, they're not. is the same thing as Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Thing, but you know what I mean. Do you think they are likely top 10 destinations for people going yes. on a vacation? Do you think that's possible? That are south of the border. How can you be angry at the people who are going <laughs> to the right places when you're so very, very wrong? Oh, All right. So fine. you've got three. How many guesses do you have left? I've done six guesses. You've done so six I got four guesses. guesses. Four. So you need to make every one oh, of God, these. God, how did I lose? How did it happen so fast? I have no idea. You've got six guesses left. Oh. Wait, you've got six guesses left. Is I that what you said? No, I've, t I've done six guesses. You've I have done four. six guesses already? I've got four guesses got to go. four guesses left. You've got three correct. So you've I'm got three to, out of three. You've got to make six. the next four. You've got to make count. Oh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. Okay. I, 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 uh,. Uh, so they're, they're like amusement parks, right? That's where everybody's no, going. These are all these are all locations around just the locations United people want to go. Landmarks in the United States that are wildly popular vacation destinations. Do they encompass like a city? Like I just say a city. Well, that's you're a landmark. Have to be a little more specific. Like people don't just go to San Francisco. 
Right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll accept that because the Golden Gate Bridge, well, I was say Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Bridge. Park, Golden Gate Park, and Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco is uh, number eight on the but list. You, you, it's number you, eight. You shat all over the Statue of Liberty, so I figured, okay, well, those things are out the window. Well, I'm telling you what this website says. This is Travel. Uh, I forget the name of the company. It's Travel <laughs> something. They book. They book flights and hotels uh. for people around the United States. They said of tw- in 2018, these were the 20 most requested locations. Okay. But you've got four. You're still alive. All right. I'll give you something if you get close. And I'll let you know that there are other destinations in New York that are not the Statue of Liberty <laughs> that are actually on the list. Really? So if, if you want to get, if you want to focus on that town, you could probably pick up a couple. That town. There's a couple cities that you could think of that have big things that people like to visit <laughs> in them that you, that you could go Hollywood. With. Los Angeles. Los Angeles is on the list, but Hollywood is not Los on Angeles. the list. It is a location in the Los Angeles area. It's number 13 on the list, but it's not For what Hollywood. reason? Why would people come to Los Angeles for vacation? Well, maybe there's other things that California has to offer that isn't necessarily urine-soaked stars on the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame. Maybe there's another another location in Los Angeles they, they would like to go to. Before I accept your final answer, I'll give you a chance to change it if you like. But it's not... Maybe, maybe something a little more west. Santa Monica? A little more south. Venice Beach? Hey, look at you. People go to Venice Beach? Venice Beach is number 13 And don't on the immediately list. regret that the as soon as they walk the out list. the door? They want to see Muscle Beach. They want to see where Arnold Schwarzenegger works out. Oh, they want my to see God. The, they want to see the surf and the sand. Go and to the, Yellowstone and see Old Faithful. Don't go see, see the, Venice Beach. See the guy on the roller skates playing the and guitar. And his underwear, the, was it, the naked cowboy? No, that's, he's not in Venice. Oh, whatever. My Bunch Lord. Of freaks. All right, you're still alive. You've got uh, five. I only need one more. I got no. four. I got. Wait. You've got four. five. I got six right. You got the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Disney's Magic Kingdom. And then two. Disneyland. Disneyland is And three. then I had Golden, Golden Gate Bridge. And then I got Venice Beach. Venice Beach is five. And you need seven. Oh, sorry. If you remember the original rules, if I said if you got seven out of 20 in 10 guesses, you would be a winner. So there's still two more, okay, and you have two, two more guesses, right? To, I'm trying to win for Jimmy. I'm trying to help you win. <laughs> God, you're fighting me tooth and nail, but I'm trying to make Jimmy win as well, despite your best efforts to tank it. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Um, Let's see. I got two more. You got two more guesses. Make them count. Niagara Falls. Let me see. Yes, Niagara Falls is on the list. There you go. Niagara Falls is on the list. That is number six. All right. Okay. Now it's this. This is it. It's my 10th guess, and I need this one to win. Yes. This is it. This is all okay. comes down. This all is, comes down to this, Jimmy. This is your chance. All right. Let's to see. be a hero or a zero, depending on oh, what you would say. This is... Many, many different options, choices <sighs> available to you, mm. Eddie Pence, to choose from. Wash- Washington, D.C. Like any of the monuments in Washington. Like the, the, the Mo- Washington Monument, the Capitol. People don't want to go see these things. Sorry, Eddie Pence, that Jesus. is not on the list. Sorry, Jimmy. Let me uh, read off the rest of the God list to you. Damn it! Uh, number nineteen was the Mall of America. In Who Minnesota. gives a shit about a mall? Think of America. Oh, think of it. Think of who? Don't think about you. I want to see a geyser. Think about the com- the commercial materialistic people a in an RV who want to see the biggest mall. Good in Lord. 
Uh, Bryce Canyon National oh, Park that's in a good Utah. One. That's a good is that one. a good one? That You'll is a accept good one. that? I'll accept that one. Uh, Navy Pier in Chicago is number 17. Eh. Mackinac Bridge in Michigan was number 16. What? The South Street Seaport in New York City was 15. Great Smoky Mountains National Park in that's North a good Carolina, one. I Tennessee agree with that was 14. One. That's a good one. We got Venice Beach there at number 13. Uh, Pike Place Market in Seattle. That's a good very one. Very popular location for destinations. That's a good one. Original Starbucks for vacation. Is there. there you go. Number 11 with Balboa Park in San Diego, California. Uh, you got Golden Gate Bridge. Number nine, Faneuil Hall Marketplace in Boston. What? Faneuil Hall, one of the most historic places I in just named the, the Washington, D.C. I'm telling you, it's not on the The Statue list. of Liberty. Uh, let's see. Uh, Disneyland you got. Disney Magic Kingdom. Uh, Grand Canyon you got. How about this one? How about the Las Vegas motherfucking strip in Ugh, Vegas? Do you think gross. people would go there for a vacation? No. Maybe. No, you're right. Nobody goes to <laughs> Vegas place on vacation. This is awful. Have you been? Yes. For a vacation. And you know what it is? It's wall-to-wall people <laughs> oh. from America who have gone oh. to Vegas on vacation. And two days later, you have hate you your life and you want to Have you never gone to Las Vegas on vacation? Do you not see that as the one of the primary no. va- when I think tourist, vacation, tourist destinations in America? When I think vacation, I think my mom and dad throwing me in the back of the car and going, we're going to go see this. Well, stop thinking and that's about where we go. your weird life and think about Vegas the Vegas is American. not a vacation. Vegas is a two-day trip that you regret. No, Vegas is life vegas <laughs> is, is living life the way it's supposed oh. to be lived uh the union station in washington dc is a popular well, destination okay why you don't want to see the washington monument you want to see a train station the top two i'm stunned that you didn't get to stunned stunned yes what did i miss central park in new york city Please. central park and then speaking of new york city how about times motherfucking square well, i've been to times square, times square I can, that's a hard york. pass times square no Man. thank you here's the problem you your head does not work the way <laughs> everyone else doesn't. does i would not take these vacations and so sadly jimmy i'm sorry to say you will not be getting i the, can't uh, the mall of america garmy uh, you would plan a trip to go to a mall a vacation you would take off time from work Pack up your family, pay to go travel to a mall. I believe they've got an RV park there outside the mall where God. you can actually hook up your your uh, RV and then go inside. Un- but you know, there's real. there's a theme park inside there, and there's oh, there's a roller coaster. There's a lot to do at the Mall of America. That's stupid. Well, I'm not, it's stupid. I'm not saying it'd be my go choice. see Mount Rushmore. Okay, look. Tell the people who are booking these oh <laughs> man these trips that I, that's a bogus list written by idiots. Well, that old that, faithful that very well come on. Be. Look, if you're vacationing in 1957, no. then maybe old I'm faithful sorry, I would rather list. see a geyser that erupts every hour than go to a mall. The, it's the largest mall Lar- in America. Well, this I'll is a, this is the largest super volcano that's going to destroy the continent. <laughs> so you might want to see it before it blows. Well, there you go, boys and girls. Eddie Pence, quite angry. Oh, over everybody the results, sucks so bad. But uh, Jimmy, uh, we'll put your name back in the hopper uh, and hopefully we'll pull you out again sometime. Sorry, Jimmy. And then you too can be a winner on the Garmy Game Show. See you next time on the Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. There you go. It's going to take Eddie a good 20 minutes for him to get over I'm this. I'm still piping hot so, over Mall of America. So The other ones I see, but Mall of America. It's it's a, it's one of the natural wonders of the world. It's what can mall. I say? I, God damn it. All right. Now it's time for us to listen to your voices, boys and girls. We love it when you reach out. 
to us any way you choose. You can write us an email. By the way, if you want to uh, be in the next Garmy Game Show, you can write Eddie at Eddie at the RalphReport.com and give him your name and your address. And if he, he pulls your lucky name out, then we'll, we'll send you a prize. Lucky? Should he win. I don't know if he's too lucky to get chosen. Uh, you can write me at Ralph at the RalphReport.com. Steve Ashton at Steve at the RalphReport.com. You can also follow us on our socials. And you can always leave a voicemail message 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is the Ralph Report hotline. That uh, phone number, by the way. So if you don't know by now, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe you're at the Mall of America Probably. vacationing. Oh, but God. the phone number is one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Love to hear from you. Love it when you leave your voicemail messages. I listen to each and every one of them. And then I grab a handful of my favorites, and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. You know, folks ask us questions all the time about our favorite this, our least favorite that. And we try to work them into lists when we can. Kathy called in with a very interesting phone call. Not really enough to make a segment out of, I don't think. But I would like to hear Eddie Pence's answer on this one. <laughs> hey, Ralph. Two-star general Kathy again. I was just turning on the TV this afternoon around 3 o'clock and stumbled across Silverado. Now, I have seen this movie, oh, I don't know, maybe 10, 12,000 times. I know every line in it. Anyway, I was wondering, is there any movies that you guys will watch over and over again and even pick up halfway just to watch the end of it? Mm. LMB. That's an excellent question. And the reason I chose that voicemail today is because it happened to me just this weekend. I stumbled across that film for me, and I saw it, and I was just looking through the guide on my DirecTV, and I was like, well, that's me sorted for the next hour and a half. It, would, it was already about a half an hour in. I was like, well, it doesn't matter, because now I'm just going to sit back, and I'm going to watch this all the way through. For me, that movie is always Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Oh, that's Kid. a great movie. I can't not watch that whenever it's available. I've never just passed by when I saw it on my television. Yeah. And by the way, Silverado, that's a good call. That's a great That's movie a great too. film, too. But uh, Butch and Sundance, I'm just, um, that's it. I'm screwed. Um, it used to be The Godfather 1 and 2 for me also. If I saw either one of those, I would get locked in. But lately, I've been like, okay, I've seen that enough. I can pass by. <laughs> I mean, I, if I'm in the mood, I'll sit through it. But, yeah, yeah. but I heavy, cannot. That's a heavy movie to sit through yeah, sometimes. I cannot resist Butch Cassidy and Sundance. Kid. I simply cannot. That's mine. Do you that's, have one I'm of like those that movies? With, anytime I see Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. I cannot not great, watch that movie for any point great fun film any point absolutely i'm so relieved you didn't say one of the earnest <laughs> films i'm just happy that <laughs> you said something that i can co-sign so there you go kathy those are our uh picks for that thanks so much for calling in you know uh, lately we've been doing a lot of uh a screaming here on the ralph report <laughs> we've been doing that one we've been doing this one yeah! <laughs> we've been doing the wilhelm we've been doing the howie and this phone call came in, and he's not alone, by the way. Hey, Ralph and Eddie, just uh, listening to Friday morning's podcast, uh, and you guys are talking about the How We Scream. And when you played it, uh, I instantly thought about a TIE fighter. So could you do me a favor and play the very beginning of the How We Scream and play it right next to a TIE fighter flying by? 
Love you. Bye. A lot of people called oh, in yeah. saying the Howie scream to them puts them immediately yeah. in mind of a TIE fighter can, flying by from Star Wars. I can Wars. hear that. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to compare the two side by side and you let me know if you think it's the same sound or not. This guy, several people said we're, we're sure that that scream is actually the sound of a TIE fighter, which I don't think is possible because I believe the scream was recorded in 1980, yeah. which would be well after the first Star Wars film. But I'm going to put them side by side. You let me know. Here we go. This is the Howie scream. Yeah! And this is a TIE fighter. Wow, that's close. That's pretty close. Once again, Howie. Yeah! TIE fighter. That's pretty That's close. Really, it just sounds like it threw like some sort of filter. Yeah, it. threw some uh, electronics on top of it. But yeah, so good call. Yeah. Good, good, good ears, everybody. <laughs> uh, speaking of ears and listening to things, Eddie was kind enough to uh, treat us all to a little <laughs> vocal styling yes. on Friday. You're welcome. You may have heard him sing Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody, at least the beginning part of it, and a lot of people really liked uh-huh. it. Hey, Ralph. Vic, Two-Star General from Huntington Park, California. Yes, that is a new segment, Eddie's singing karaoke song, and I know just what to call it, I'm sure not the only person. What's that? Eddie Oki. Eddie Oki. Eh? Eh? Oof. Except by checking the mail. Yeah. LMB. Yeah, the check's in the mail, sir. Eddie Oki. <laughs> I smell a new uh, segment. Do you? Hey, Cooperman. You? <laughs> Cooperman, you might want to, here's your chance to reclaim your title. How about an Eddie Oki opening? How about an Eddie Oki jingle? Get to work on Eddie Oki. I'm really not good at singing, like real bad. The heck you say? Real bad. Yeah. Really? Like real bad. Are you sure? No, because I went back and listened to it, and I thought I was a bad singer, and then I heard it, and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I don't know. I got to tell you, not everybody loved that segment. <laughs> there were some people uh, shocking. who were threatening me with physical Shock- violence, should I ever <laughs> let you sing again? Hey, you have not me- only on the show, but in public anywhere <laughs> ever. So you gotta give me credit because you just threw that at me. I absolutely, I, I believe I did at the time. It. I think I, 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 so I also gave it the caveat of saying Eddie's had no rehearsal on this. He's just going rehearsal for would it. not have helped. That's my point, really. I could have given you a week and a half. You think the results would have been any different? So uh, Eddie Oki may be in your future, boys and girls. Ooh. I just want to let you know. You know, we've already got a, a very famous segment featuring Eddie Pence already. Yeah, and a lot of people are asking for that one too. Ralph, we need to hear Drunk Eddie talk about baloney. Mm. Hi, Ralph. We need to hear Drunk Eddie's insanity on baloney. Yeah. Here's the thing about Eddie Pence. Uh, He's nuts, and he goes on some wonderful rants and rambles. And he doesn't drink, but we have found out that if you slow him down by about half speed, then he sounds really drunk, and it's really entertaining. And that has morphed into a segment called Drunk Eddie's Thoughts. I can't see that close-up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. Yeah, last week we found out Eddie Pence has sworn off bologna, or bologna. Bologna. Um, for the usual Pensian sort of reasons. <laughs> Pensian. I like that. Something like about that. how it was packaged or yeah. some such nonsense. And so I took that and we slowed it down by half speed. And here's Drunk Eddie's <laughs> thoughts on Baloney. 
When I was a child, I used to eat bologna sandwiches all the time. Because they're awesome and Be- delicious. And then I, st- I got sick of them because I <laughs> looking at them and then the coagulated uh, gel- the gelatin grossness that like coagulates in the package <laughs> around the actual bologna is so gross and it I just I couldn't muscle it down anymore I couldn't do it and I I stopped you must have just walked around in a constant I, state I of, of anxiety and tension that I as t- a young man. I, when I was a young man, I cut out bologna and salami around the same time. And we know your long history with ham. And ham. Yeah, ham was a, yeah. So your luncheon meat selections really are dwindling by a certain age. Turkey and roast beef for my lunch Turkey and roast beef, that's it Those are my lunch meats. Okay, fair enough. Those are mine. I don't like uh, other meats just slammed, forced. (laughs) to be together to create a new meat. I think that's I think that's unnatural. Yeah. I'm with you, America. Sounds like I was passing out. Like I was literally falling asleep as I was trying to get it out. Almost falling off the bar stool, then jarring yourself awake and continuing your conversation. It's goddamn magic every time. Oh, man. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured on the Garmy on the Line segment, but you got to take that first step. You got to call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. And every Monday morning, we take a look at the big calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall, and we find out what holidays are associated with this particular day of the year. Lots of holidays on every single day of the calendar year. We like to break them down into ones that we can see and ones we cannot in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. All right, today, August 5th, is National Underwear Day. National (laughs) Underwear Day. We can get behind that one, I guess, right? To celebrate America's favorite undergarments, they say. Actually, they also say it provides America with an opportunity to wear their favorite undergarments. 
Wouldn't you wear your underwear every yeah, day? Yeah, I kind of really? wear it. I don't really have a favorite pair of underwear. Whether it's boxers or briefs, Eddie, panties, tidy whities or under things that provide a layer of comfort. Americans know how important underwear is. Your mother warned you to always wear clean underwear <laughs> in case you're in an accident. Which is always weird. It uh, protects us from sweat and chafing. And sometimes you can uh, shape your body with it if it's spanks or a girdle or something like that. Includes support. It holds your nads up when you're uh, working out yeah. and things like that. Lingerie is very... Lingerie, of yeah, course. Very... We can't forget about that. Oh, it seems like there, in terms of the description of this holiday, it's very sort of uh, utilitarian underwear no, specific. The, uh... doesn't really mention the frilly things oh. that we use to turn each other on. Okay. Um, this seems to be the more boxers, briefs, panties, tidy whities. Are you the, a briefs guy? It's the, are you a boxer? The work, the work, the, the workhorses, the, guys, the, the workhorses guys. of the undergarments, the ones that really get <laughs> the, the, the job offensive done. linemen of the underwear world. Because fancy, schmancy, sexy underwear really is useless. No, for doesn't the most do much. Part. For doesn't you. do anything. Um, I am a, a briefs man. Yeah, I'm brief, brief. I'm a boxer brief guy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys I, like I hear brief. say that. I don't get it. I understand. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand uh, that hybrid. I like it. I don't like two underwears being slammed together <laughs> and being forced to create a new underwear. Uh, I just like my underwear uh, separate. Briefs are, briefs are too tight. Well, maybe you're they're, wearing the wrong too, size brief. They're too. Com they're too snug. Again, boxer maybe briefs. you're wearing the wrong size no, briefs. No, I don't think so. Well, it sounds, sounds like you're having boxer size, briefs size gives issues. me gives me room, but I still feel supported. Yeah. So, but then you got briefs halfway down your thigh. That doesn't bother me. How comfortable can that be? It's not bad. The brief, it's soft. The brief, the natural brief, the real brief, just lives right there in the natural yeah, crack it, of it, your leg. It comes up right there where the the scrote meets the taint, and it kind of it can. I don't know what kind they of can cut briefs you're wearing. Maybe you shouldn't wear thongs. Maybe you should wear regular briefs that cover your entire ass so you don't have a strip of anything going between your taint. I prefer the boxer brief. Anyway, I like, I got big balls okay. and I need, I need a nice, <laughs> nice full a marble su sack supportive package to uh, keep them in place or okay. I shit you not, I can sit on them. I could sit on my own balls. You don't want to do that. That hurts. <laughs> so Did they uh, drop in the water uh, do you have that issue i have not encountered that yet luckily <laughs> i'm not dunking them when i sit down on the toilet that's that hasn't been a problem that's but i i have uh, been being a rock and a hard place once in a while like oh wow oh, i've never I had gotta, that problem. i got a shift there sometimes <laughs> yeah if seems... i'm going commando you just around the house you know with a pair of uh, sweat briefs or uh, yeah. uh, sweat uh, shorts on or whatever that's when they stick to your thigh and yeah stuff. it's, uh, it's all not... kinds of complications that's no good but you sometimes you find yourself caught underneath yourself and boy <laughs> that's not good for anybody so yeah i am a brief man however i don't like uh and i don't like bikini briefs i don't like anything that tight. low riding and tight okay um, but I also don't like the tidy whities with the wide elastic band at the top because hmm. I find that very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I have to be a specific shopper and find full-size briefs that have a thinner band of elastic that is actually covered with the cotton fabric of the Oh, that is specific. Brief. Yeah. And some make them. There's some makes to do it, but uh, it's... So it's you, not easy shopping. So you don't like the elastic me. exposed at all? I don't like that elastic rubbing up against my skin. Huh. It, it's uh, uncomfortable for me. So that's why I feel about the regular briefs between my thighs. I'm telling you, maybe you should try my briefs. <laughs> I'll get my own. I might have. I might I'd like you to wear a pair of my oh, underwear for a while. <laughs> I'd like to take them off right now and hand them over to you. Anyway, it's National Underwear Day. And uh, yeah, sure. What are we going to say? No to underwear? Today's also National Work Like a Dog Day. Work Like a Dog.
Is, is that mean you work a lot? You work hard, Eddie. Because most dogs I know sleep a lot. Well, that's the so thing. I don't really get that. Even the folks here at the National Work Like a Dog Day say the English language can be confusing. For example, we have two common idioms regarding dogs. It's a dog's life, which means you just lay around and sleep yeah. around all day and you eat and you're just living, living large. Most dogs I know. Or they also say work like a dog, which means to work really hard. And they're saying you got to do one to earn the other. So be like a work dog. Go out there and round up sheep or, okay. you know, dig through rubble and find survivors or help blind people or something. Yeah. And then at the end of your day, then dog's life. you've earned your dog's life where you can just uh, veg out on the couch okay. and just do nothing. But look, we all love dogs. It's what's not to love? So anytime there's a dog holiday, we're, we're all behind it. And, you know, I saved the food-related holidays for the end because, well, you just heard why. <laughs> That baloney thing is pure magic. Uh, I'm telling you right now, this one, if you're a wage, if you're still wagering on the Eddie Pence, uh, will he eat or will he not eat game, uh, put all your money on no Ooh, for this one. This, really? this is slam a slam dunk. dunk because we've been, we've been, we've danced around this food before, uh, a similar kind of food. Uh huh. And we're going to get, I'm sure, a similar answer from Eddie Pence. So I will talk about the day. And then, of course, we'll pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine to see whether it's something he eats or not. Today, August 5th, get slurping, everybody, because it's National Oyster Day. That's right. Oysters are enjoyed as a seafood in many parts of the world. I bet you didn't know, Eddie Pence, that there are over 100 different species of oyster. How can you tell? Not all of them are uh, eaten. Some of them are uh, meatier and more tasty oh, than others. meatier. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll know this fact. Uh, the Chesapeake Bay yeah. is the home to more oysters than any other body of water in the world. Really? How about that? And they also have all the blue crabs, too, They right? do. They get a lot of crustaceans going on there? and uh, shellfish going on there. A lot of bottom-feeding shit going on No, that that's not Bay. true. Uh, East Coast oysters tend to be smaller, but milder and saltier. And then the West Coast oysters, there's some great ones up there near the uh, Pacific Northwest, up near um, Washington State and Oregon. Uh, they have a creamy... A texture oh, and a, a sweeter oh, flavor. Creamy and meaty. Oh. <laughs> and out of every 10,000 oysters, by the way, one will produce a pearl. So that's why oh. pearls are so valuable, because it takes 10,000 different oysters until you can actually find one that's made of pearl. And a black pearl is even more. Even rare. rarer, yeah. yeah. Uh, this mollusk, by the way, provides v many valuable nutrients when you eat it, whether it's cooked or raw. You can get from oysters a high amount of vitamin B12, vitamin A, it benefits your heart, your skin, your brain health. The vitamins in oysters support lung and kidney function. They really are a, a delicious taste treat that's good and good for you. <laughs> now, I am a big oyster fan. It won't come as a surprise to anyone. I, uh, I enjoy a nice dozen oysters if I go to a seafood restaurant. Raw, raw or fried? Oh, raw. No, just, just split them just open. slurp that. Give me a little Tabasco or some cocktail sauce, a little squirt of lemon. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's good eating right there. However, what do you think Andy Pence is going to say mm. about oysters? Mm -mm. I'm guessing mm. there'll be something about uh, filters of the of the ocean or something true. like that. It's so a very true, valid, we'll, we'll, valid point. We'll wait to hear if Eddie Pence likes oysters or not. You know how it works. If three oysters come up on the slot machine, then uh, it's a big win. Here we go. Pulling the handle. One oyster, two oysters. You can't be that let down by it. No. You knew it was coming. I told everyone to put their money on no. Ugh. Gross. I will ask once again, as I do many, many times in these uh, situations, have you, in fact, ever 
even eaten an oyster? Uh, have you point, tasted and, an oyster? In point of fact, no. I have never there had an go. oyster. There you go. That would be, once again, my point. It seems so repulsive. Like, I know I don't like dog shit, and I never had to eat dog shit. <laughs> To prove to myself that dog shit tastes like but shit. But dog shit is hardly a food. I would I would <laughs> say to you. I would ask a dog if they think that. I would say to I've you. Because I've seen many dogs chow down If on you it. can find dog shit on a menu, <laughs> then I will happily eat it. All What I'm saying is oysters have been enjoyed by millions <laughs> of people for thousands it's of years. It just seems like and it's snot in a shell. It yeah, just it really gross. Isn't. Now, just, I will admit it is a uh, an acquired oh, taste. See, perhaps. when you say acquired taste, that means it does not taste good. No. And you have to eat it so many times until no. you train your I brain would, to go, this tastes good. I would beg to differ. I would say the, the taste is actually quite good. What you need to acquire is getting past perhaps the, the, the chew, slimy the thing going down your element throat. of it, <laughs> the rubbery nature of the meat of the oyster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but once you learn to, once your palate gets more sophisticated stop, and you start please. to enjoy that, stop, you enjoy that sensation, then you get that oh, oystery goodness stop, that I'm talking about. Oh. And here's the good thing. Mm -hmm. If you are on a budget, you can tie a string to an oyster Swallow it down and then pull it back up again <laughs> and enjoy that oyster over and over and over again, Eddie. If you get one oyster, you can really, you can, you can have a dozen. You can repurpose it right? and you oh. can get a whole 12 out of there. So that's all I was Oh, that's so gross. Shocking. No. I know that Eddie Pence does not like so oysters. So disgusting. What a surprise. So disgusting. And that was today's holiday or holiday. Holiday. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. On Mondays, we like to take a look at the top 10 movies at the box office so we can see what people went to see in theaters over the weekend. No surprise here. Number one, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw made $60 million Jesus. at the box office this weekend. Well, so we're getting another one. We're going to get a lot of not only Fast and Furious movies, but no. a lot of spinoffs from all the other Shaws. characters and Hobbs and Shaw. And I'm sure they're oh. they're going to spin off every possible permutation they can from that cast. So there you go. Okay. Number two, Lion King, still doing well for itself, made another $38 million. That was good enough to make it number two. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, still hanging in there strong. $20 million made it number three on the top ten list. Spider-Man Far From Home made $7.7 .7 additional million dollars at number four. Toy Story 4 was five. Yesterday was number six. The Farewell was seventh. Crawl came in at number eight with $2 million. Then Aladdin and Annabelle Comes Home rounding out the top ten at the box office this weekend. Speaking of movies, this was sad news. Legendary documentary director D.A. Pennebaker died at the age of 94 this wow. weekend. Yeah, what a life he had. He was a uh, director, a cinematographer, mostly known for his documentaries, but he also did some narrative films as well using what they call the cinema verite format, which makes it look like a documentary, even though right. it's actors saying lines. But he's best known for his sort of documentation of the uh, popular music of the 1960s starting with a documentary about Bob Dylan called Don't Look Back from 1967. That really is a classic. The Monterey Pop Festival, he filmed that documentary in 68. Uh, the War Room, Elaine Stritch at Liberty were some of his biggest hits. He did a documentary on David Bowie in 73 called Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. He did one about Depeche Mode called 101. So um, a lot of great work from this guy. He won an honorary Oscar in 2013. 
And he pretty much is known as one of the fathers of modern documentary filmmakers. Just one. You ever see that uh, image of Dylan holding the cue cards going through his yes. song? Yes, that's, yes, yes. that's from Don't oh, Look wow. Back. He, he uh, captured that wow. legendary image. So uh, what, a, uh, what a big name in documentary filmmaking. This is sad news. Bam Margera was booted off a Southwest flight in Atlanta over the weekend. He apparently was off the rails and uh, started a fight. They say he was too drunk and too obstinate to fly, and that's why they pulled him off a Southwest flight in Atlanta. Then he got into a screaming match with an airport police officer and called him an idiot, and mm. um, yeah, it all went south. Apparently, Bam is really off the wagon now and mm. uh, struggling in a big way, so um, I hope he spent some time in rehab recently. I hope uh, those closest to him can get him back into a facility because he obviously needs the help. Uh, the, the the officer apparently asked him if he had been drinking, and he started screaming, "Yeah, I've had 50 shots of tequila." And then the cop said, "Well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna admit to that, then and then he started screaming, "You're an idiot if you believe that. That's not true." And it was wow, just one of these drunken, belligerent geez. moments. And well, hopefully he wants to get better. Yeah, a lot of people don't, and and you can't make them. Yeah. I guess everybody knows that you can't get can't get uh, sober unless that's actually something you want to do. And I just hope it is. All right, this is good news. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. Are you a meatloaf fan at all, by any chance? <laughs> not the food, the music. I don't know if I'm a fan. I, I don't like meatloaf. I don't mind meatloaf. I don't. I don't think I'm a fan. The Bad Out of Hell album. It's a great album. Was uh, an important album in my life. Yeah. Because I was, I came about in the age where that that album was a monster hit. I mean, it was '77. I think that album came out. So I was 13 years old. It was right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. If for uh, you know, girls in the backseat of cars and and basement parties yeah, and things yeah. like that. That album loomed large in my legend back in the day. So I've always had a soft spot for that entire album. And now they've made a Broadway musical out of it. Really? It it premiered in London to huge success, both critically and financial success. And they're just opening it now on Broadway. And this weekend there was a giant long line of diehard meatloaf biker fans. Yes, that's that's a subset. <laughs> and they were driving their motorcycles to the theater to celebrate the first preview of Bat Out of Hell, the musical based on that legendary album. And in front there was the uh, show's star on a motorcycle as well, and it apparently gummed up traffic there in New York City. I would imagine. It made a lot of people unhappy. That would probably piss off a lot of people. But it got a lot of attention to the musical, and that's the reason they did it. Is, Meatloaf was actually on hand himself. Is he involved in it at all? He's a he's a consultant. Consultant. As is Jim Steinman, who wrote all the music and produced that album as well. Okay. He's also on hand. Meatloaf was there, and he said his motorcycle riding days are over, so he did not participate yeah. in the actual it's ride. a good thing. Probably a good thing. <laughs> Here's a little piece of the um, the Broadway version of the theme, uh, the title song, rather, from Bad Out of Hell. And I gotta tell you, from everything I've heard, they reproduced the album pretty faithfully. Like meatloaf. Yeah, it does. It's crazy. I'm in. I got to go to New York and see that. <laughs> well, it'll thing. probably be the Pantages in a year or so. I don't want to wait. I okay, want to see it on go. the Great White Way. Go. I'm going to try to make an East Coast trip sometime this fall. 
Um, I don't know if we'll end up doing a babble or not, but I want to see an Eagles game in Philly, and then I want to see some friends there in New York City. And if I get to New York City, I'm going to go see it. Bad out of hell. Hey, this is good news. Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone are working together again. I saw that. I almost break you. And sadly, it's not a rematch between Drago and Rocky. Sadly. No, they're teaming up on a, uh, a TV show. Dolph Lundgren will be starring in a new TV series called The International. It's an action drama series, and it has been produced by Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. Now, they have pitched it to Fox, CBS, NBC, Netflix, and Apple Television, and everyone wants it. Now, apparently, there's a bidding war oh, going on for this series. Oh. So, no word yet on where we will see this airing. Netflix. But uh, probably. They've got they're all gonna, the money, They're right? going to throw a ton of money at it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see Dolph Lundgren playing a CIA operative who now works for the U.N., and he is the U.N.'s secret special agent, a one-man SWAT team and hostage negotiator, and he is known as the International. <laughs> I don't know if I want Dolph Lundgren negotiating hostages. I don't know me. if I do either. <laughs> Plus, isn't he like 70? I know. It's amazing to me how these action stars, well, it's to their credit, they keep themselves in great shape, and they maintain their fan base. But it's crazy to me that these guys can go on in their 60s and 70s and still be action Yes, stars. they don't age out of being action heroes. You would think that would be the one genre of movie star <laughs> you would age that out would have of. the shortest shelf life. <laughs> but it seems like these guys go on for decades. I mean, these guys were action stars in the 80s. And it Schwarzenegger, is almost Stallone, 2020. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. These guys are all still working it's in 40 that, years later. In that genre. That's nuts. Madness. I was in the wrong... I'm in the long line of work. <laughs> you should be an actor. I got into comedy or something. I should have spent more time in the gym, and I should have been an action star. You're in your prime as an action star right now. I would have been if I started in my 20s, <laughs> but now I'm a little late. Uh, the CW has announced that The 100 is finally going to end after season seven. That is a long-running CW series that has reached the end of its run, they announced this weekend. Um, I have to say... I never even accidentally saw an episode I didn't of The even, 100. I've never even heard of it. Really? Until just right now. It's about, as far as I can tell, again, having never seen it, it's about a spaceship full of 100 attractive 20-somethings that are from someplace else, and they're sent to Earth to sort of to repopulate their species or something. Oh, like so they just come down here to bone? Uh, and then... It's like the Noah's Ark with hot people. Right. And they're coming down here to take over. I think that's what it's about. Mm. I'm sure I will hear otherwise. In fact, before... So it's like species. Before I open the... myself up to this criticism, <laughs> I'm going now to go check on it, and then I'll be back with the actual answer. Because I know they've got a rabid fan base, this 100 show, oh. and I don't want to answer endless emails. So, please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And I'm back. And apparently I had it all wrong. Here's what happened. Good thing you stopped the show. Oh, man. Let me make this straight. (laughs) Let me me correct myself, 100 fans. Apparently... There is a uh, nuclear Armageddon on Earth. Okay. And the only people that survive are 4,000 people who live in 12 space stations circulating the planet. 
very Jehovah's Witnessy. Okay. <laughs> so those are the survivors, oh, yeah. the 4,000 in these space stations. Okay. And after generations, they, they want to test to see whether Earth is still habitable or okay. not. Inhabitable, rather. So what they do is they take 100 juvenile delinquents who happen to be really good looking and they put them in a ship and they send them <laughs> down to the surface and use them as test subjects to see whether the, the, it's okay for the for mankind to come back and live on Earth again. Right. That's the premise of the show. Very different from what I said. They have technology to live in space stations, but they can't send some sort of mechanical probe down to you test You are everything. asking the wrong guy. That doesn't make any I'm just sense. trying to stay out of trouble. <laughs> So anyone from this point on who has a problem with Eddie Pence, because that makes zero sense to you me. Talk to talk to him because I did what I. Could. I like your version better. The hundred hot people that come to Earth to bone to yeah, propagate the species. Be better. Hot aliens, but no, apparently they're Earthlings and they're just uh, guinea pigs. So yeah. that's how that works. I like your so uh, season seven will be the final season of the one hundred, and there you go. Okay. Speaking of the CW, they keep adding characters to this uh, Arrowverse. Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover Ooh, that they're going to be doing. Now? Black Lightning is going to be added. Oh, Now, he is already on the CW, but he's not part of the Arrowverse, as they call it, all those interacting right. shows with Supergirl and, and Flash and Arrow. So now they're going to bring him into the crossover, so he his universe will be mixed in. Okay. Uh, we already know uh, several old uh, favorites from the DC Universe will be joining the cast as well. And now Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from Batman the Animated Series has been added to the cast. He will be playing an older Bruce Wayne from the future. Whoa. So he will be playing Bruce Wayne slash Batman in live action for the first time, to the best of my knowledge. This sounds like a really interesting, fascinating storyline so. they have going Very on. much so. And I'm happy to announce that tomorrow will be the first installment of my four-part interview with Robin the Boy Wonder himself, Burt Ward, is going to be on the show starting tomorrow. Is going to so, be any inside scoop to the uh, multiverse? I, I can neither confirm nor deny oh, yeah. that he will be able to tell us what's going on with that. Because okay. um, I, I got to find out what I can say and what he <laughs> okay. can say and what we said and how much I can use of what he said. So, Anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we'll be talking to Burt about that. Also getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're talking about his wildly successful dog food line. I mean, that's what he does now. He's a oh, dog really? food mogul. Oh, yeah. He's got a brand of food called Gentle Giant, which has started off being a uh, food for large breed dogs, mm -hmm. helping them live like to ridiculous ages, like 27, 30 years really? old. Yeah. Uh, but now he's got, he's got lines for uh, all size dogs. But Gentle Giant is the name of his company. And he's also got a huge, um, literally, no pun intended, large breed dog rescue as well that he runs out of his own property and at any one time he has like 50 great danes because well, people get those dogs and hounds. don't realize they have a horse in their house That's now the thing. and then they have to get rid of it and so he and his wife uh, have dedicated their lives to taking care That's of these nice. dogs it's pretty cool so anyway yes uh, join me tomorrow for my interview uh, part one of my interview with burt ward and we'll be playing that for the rest of the week and lastly bob costas is in the news believe it or not he was interviewed this week about when he knew that he was more than just a broadcaster, when he sort of became a pop culture icon. Yeah. And he had a very interesting answer, I thought. He, it involves his 15-year-old son coming out and telling him that his name appeared in a rap song. And that's when <laughs> his son first looked at him with fresh eyes. <laughs> and then that's when Bob knew that perhaps his career was going in the right direction. Here's Costas talking about it. He comes out of his room and walking into the living room, and he goes, Dad, Ludacris name-checked you. <laughs> so my first question is, 
uh, okay, who's ludicrous? <laughs> then I find out that on his fine then CD, I don't know what it would be now, Fried Chicken and Beer, there's a, a cut called Hip Hop Quotables. And one of the quotable lines of these quotable on television goes like this. I'd be rolling torpedoes, get blunted with Rostas. And for a hefty fee, I'm on your record, like Bob Costas. Yes! And it was at that point, yes! boys, that I, I realized I had actually crossed over into a different realm. There you go. Here's Costas rapping. He's the whitest guy in the world. I, I'm rolling torpedoes. He, you have to practice that white voice. You cannot be just that sounding that way. I know he bugs a lot of people. I've always liked Costas. Do you remember when he had that late night interview show? Yeah. Uh, it was on like 1 o'clock It was called Later, with Bob, Later with Bob Costas. Yeah. He would sit down and do a one-on-one -on -one interview with a celebrity yeah. guest, and I always thought it was really good. I mean, that's my preferred kind of style of interview show anyway, yeah. but I thought he was great. All right. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, August 5th. Hard to believe it. One of my early television crushes, Maureen McCormick. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. That's the way we became the Brady Bunch. She is 63 years old today. Oh, my God. The Brady kids are good. They're elderly. All, they're all grandparents. It's craziness. <laughs> Actress Lonnie Anderson from WKRP in Cincinnati, of course. Married famously to Burt Reynolds for a while. 74 years old. Actress Holly Palance, daughter of Jack Palance. She was in The Omen and Under Fire and a bunch of other films. 69 years old today. Actor Mark Strong. He's so good in all the uh, Kingsman movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he played Dr. Savannah in the most recent Shazam. He is 56 years old. Director James Gunn, who brought us Guardians of the Galaxy and is going to do it again is 53 and he's also doing the new uh, suicide, suicide squad. squad yeah actor jonathan silverman is 53 years old as well and guitarist and good all-around guy pat smear of foo fighters is 60 years old today so weird because Pat and his wife Rebecca and Carrie and I had kids at the exact same time and so Carrie ended up in baby class with Pat's wife Rebecca <laughs> really? and we became pals we got to be good friends with Pat and his wife and it's so weird to like be hanging out with one of the food fighters, <laughs> the food fighters. talking about, well, have you tried the, what nipples are you using on the bottles? Because we're having a hard time with the flow. And you have an entire conversation with these She's guys. She's just not latching. And music never came up. It was crazy. But we still see them from time to time. He's such a good guy. So happy birthday to Pat Smear. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show biz beat. That's it for the show today. Come on back tomorrow. As I mentioned, Burt Ward, Robin, the boy wonder himself in the Batcave. Has he ever been in the Batcave before? He never has. Ooh. Adam West, of course, famously was here. But uh, Burt, this is his first time seeing the Batcave. You finally have the dynamic duo has visited the Batcave. I got them both. Well, that's crazy. It is kind of crazy. So we'll be talking about all things Batman, of course, and uh, everything else that's going on with Burt. 
That all starts tomorrow. Also, it's Tuesday, so that means TV Tunes Tuesday. Steve Ashton hopefully will be stopping by with another UK update. It's going to be a jam-packed show. I don't think you're going to want to miss it. So come on back, won't you? I love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>